Today's episode is totally taking me back to when my oldest, Teddy, who's six now, when he was a toddler, and I'm wondering if you'll relate to this, I remember I would make myself salads a lot for lunch, and he'd just walk on over and want to eat basically my entire salad. Yet the second I put any of those foods on his plate, zero interest, zero appeal. What's mine is his, and what's his is his, but he only really wants what's mine, I guess? I don't know. Toddlers are tricky, but that's why we're here. I'm sharing tips on what to do when your toddler is always wanting to eat off your plate, and some tips on keeping them seated for more than six seconds, as Matthew puts it, who called today's questions in. Barnes, registered dietitian nutritionist, this is Feeding Toddlers Made Easy, where we demystify your toddler's wacky and frustrating mealtime behaviors and talk about how to get them good nutrition too. Please follow the podcast if you find it helpful and you like hanging out like while you're driving or walking, cleaning up dinner, whatever you're doing, I'm just glad you're here. This is today's question from Matthew. Hey, Casey, this is Matthew, longtime listener, first-time caller. Our two children are a year and a half and eight weeks. But our questions, our two questions are for about the toddler. Um, he's a pretty good eater. He uh, really eats what we eat, and I know we're very lucky with that. But to the point where we have to give him the same food that we eat on his plate, and he still wants what is on our plate, even though the, it is the exact same thing, we just cut up into smaller pieces for him. So we're wondering, we, we, we repeatedly show him that we're eating the same thing, but he wants what's on our plate. And then the other thing we're kind of running into now is he has his booster seat on the table. He starts off there and within five minutes is roaming around from seat to seat on the table. And when we have the eight-week-old on the bench with with us, um, he's very inquisitive with her. So any tips you have to keeping him in his seat for more than six seconds would be great. Thank you much. First, what I want to say about let's cover the wanting the food that's on your plate. And then second, we'll dive into what to do when they're not sitting. But in terms of what they're already doing to manage him wanting to eat off their plate, I think serving him the same foods that they eat on his plate is a great start. I understand that it's still not making him want to eat the same foods, but just at this age in general, being able to serve them the same things and not get into the habit of giving them something different is going to serve you so well. Some of you who are listening might be like, we're already in that stage where I have to make them something different. And it's so frustrating. It's so annoying. So as much and as often as you can, being able to serve them the same foods as you, that will help you in the long run. I'm not going to say that you can 100% completely prevent picky eating because you cannot, but that will help. If you haven't listened to other podcasts, if you haven't downloaded my Picky Eater Starter Guide, make sure to do that now if you're struggling with picky eating. I'll link it in the show notes for you. Now, the next thing that you can do if they're eating off of your plate is try family-style serving. This is one of those things that I will recommend over and over and over to families with young kids because there is so much to a toddler wanting to have control 
I do it myself. I do it self. <laughs> like they say, you know, I'm big. I can do it. So when you have those, it does not have to be anything fancy, but just having the food out somewhere, it literally, it doesn't even need to be on the table. Like if you're sitting at the counter, that's fine. If you want to have them at the counter to choose their food and then bring it to the table, that's fine. Don't make it hard on yourself, but allowing them to scoop maybe with your help, depending on their age, they might need your help, your guidance to do that, but that can help if they're actually putting the food onto their own plate. You also can offer them adult-type utensils. It could be, so Kiddo Bloom, they have a kid set. It's a stainless steel set. They look very adultish, but they're a better size for your toddler to actually handle. But it might make them feel like, oh, I have the grown-up fork. I'm pretty cool. I'm kind of a big deal. And you could use an adult actual fork like the salad ones or the smaller ones, right? But those are a little bit harder for them to manage. So I would try for like the smaller size stainless steel and see if you can work with that. You can do an adult plate too. Don't use like your good plates. But I remember growing up, we had those Corel plates. Those things lasted ages and through all kinds of abuse. So even if they chuck it, drop it, whatever, that's not going to break. You can even just like go to Goodwill and get something, but that can make them feel a little bit more like they're doing the same thing as you if they don't have the kid's plate. You also want to, in terms of giving them power, give them some choices where to sit if, you know, there is any option to that, where to sit at the table, what color plate, or, you know, we talked about choosing the plate, would you like milk or water? Giving them a little bit of say in that can also help with that feeling of like, I need to be the one in charge at the meal here. It's normal for toddlers to want to do this and to eat off of your plate. For most kids, it's a phase that they get through, but you might need to use some of these tips to help encourage them. Also, just telling them that you like what they see. I mean, I find that this helps with basically all toddler behaviors of like really reinforcing the thing that you want them to do. And so when they are eating off of their own plate, like, hey, I see you eating off your own plate. That's awesome. Like just telling them what you see, that is good. Now, in terms of getting them to sit, I have a whole PDF download on this. So I will link that in the show notes for you to download so that you can have this little handy dandy reference guide if you're struggling with getting your little one to sit because I know it is so annoying. You just want to sit down and like, have a meal. So let's go through my step-by-step formula to get your toddler to sit. But first, you need to know like what to actually expect. And really about five minutes is unfortunately about what you can expect for a young toddler. So you might already be doing pretty well. You just wish that they were capable of more because you want to sit. Like just sit down for a couple minutes enjoy your meal, not have to inhale your food or get up and down 100 times or chase them around or say, sit down 5,000 times while you're eating. I have done that before. Or you (laughs) might have to tell them to get off the table. I'm laughing because every once in a while, my kids will climb up and dance on the table. Usually when I'm just like running around, (laughs) they know that that's going to get my attention. So um, we deal with that too. First thing that you're going to do is you're going to tell them when mealtime is coming. In two minutes, it's time to clean up your trucks and it will be dinner time. Like, give them that warning. A lot of times they don't want to stop playing, 
So this helps with the transition when you're like preparing their brain of, okay, we're going to be moving to the next activity. And then that way they can be fully present at the meal versus like just still thinking about like what they were playing with and what they want to be doing with that and really just wanting to dash off from the table. We want to help them come to the table and transition to be there and like be present so that they can actually tune in with their hunger and fullness so that they're not just like, I'm done because they want to go play. And then 10, 20 minutes later, they tell you they're still hungry. We don't want that. So if you say you set a timer, two minutes, okay, the timer went off, clean up your trucks, please. We do that. We make sure the food is ready before you seat them. Otherwise, you're going to lose out on sitting time. So really try to wait till that last possible minute to get them in the seat so that they don't get wiggly by the time the food comes out. We actually have an exercise band around the legs of my son's chair. My daughter wanted it too because she wanted to be like big brother so that it's really just to get out energy while staying seated. Like if you have a wiggly kid and a lot of kids are just wiggly kids, they want to be moving around. Having that band to play with and kick back and forth is a much better use of their energy than them trying to climb out of their seat. This is kind of like a troubleshooting tip. You want to make sure when they're seated that the table hits them at about mid-chest height or lower. Think about having to be like face level with your table, even if you've ever been at a restaurant or like a bar where it's just the seat is too low for the table and you're trying to eat and it's really awkward. The same thing is true for your kids and they're not going to want to sit as long if they're not comfortable eating. So do a little check, make sure that they are at the right height. This part is important. You want to start the meal with a routine to trigger the start of like, let's really get focused and present here. We are starting the meal time and this becomes a routine so that every time this happens, we know that we're going to sit calmly for a meal. This can be a song. This can be a prayer. Those tend to work best, but whatever it is that your family likes to do, just pick something and do it. Take a deep breath if you need it. Set the tone for a positive meal. Preparing dinner is usually not very calming. Like, at least not for me. You tell me if you feel nice and calm. But usually I am hearing like, mama, mama, mama. And like, there's a million things happening. It's not calming. So when you get to the table, after you do your song or your prayer, you take a deep breath. That's just for you. So that you can help to set the tone for a positive meal. If it's a negative vibe, no one wants to be there. I'm not blaming you at all if you're feeling tired or frustrated or just worn out. Those things are all completely valid. But you want to do your best to, you don't have to be like super fun, entertaining parent at the meal, but just trying to be positive or neutral. Talk about things that are funny or happy or silly. Just We're not going to be talking about like you're not eating the carrots or you need to eat more of that. We want to avoid those things of commenting on what they're eating, what they're not eating, putting any pressure on them because that's really going to shift the tone into that negative category and no one wants to be there when it's negative, right? So even though you're doing what you feel like, we even had a little bit of this happen in my house this morning at breakfast time. I was just in a cranky mood. No one was getting ready for school, and I was just cranky. And and both my kids 
started crying. I'm like, oh my God, I just need you to eat because we need to go. And I'm so frustrated right now. And so that stuff is going to happen. Like you're human, but we just want to think about in general, can we like give ourselves a minute to collect ourselves and help set that tone for the meal? You can allow one small toy at the table, like a little figurine or a doll that they can feed. That can sometimes really help engage them and encourage a picky eater to be more interactive with the food rather than just sitting there and looking at things. And this also helps keep their attention a little bit longer. I don't want you to set up a whole scene of animal friends or whatever. Like one toy is great. Then again, you're going to reinforce the good behavior. I see you sitting so calmly at the table. I like the way you're using your fork gently. You might feel like a total weirdo saying those things. It may not feel natural to you at all. And that is fine. You kind of got to like fake it till you make it. But a lot of times what happens is when our kid is doing what we want them to do, we just don't say anything because we're like, well, that's what I expect. Like I expect you to sit there and not be getting up and getting down a thousand times. But what ends up happening is we give them the attention when they're getting up and down, climbing out of their seat. So they, they're just, they want your attention. They love you. They think you're the greatest thing ever. They want you to pay attention to them. And so if we can focus our energy on paying attention to the behaviors that we want to see, we are going to see more of those behaviors. This is not even a dietitian talk right now. <laughs> We're not even talking about nutrition today. These are all the things I've learned throughout the years from reading books on parenting and connecting with other experts on this. So thank you to all of them who I have learned from because this is really just a toddler behavior thing. Now, the last thing that I will say is that you can use the aid of a visual timer at the meal. There are visual timer apps that you can use on your phone for free. You can buy one on Amazon. I will link it if you just don't want to have your phone out which I totally understand, slowly work up, increasing one minute every couple days or a week until you get to 10 to 15 minutes of them being at the table. That's really the longest. There are the exception of some kids who will then happily sit for much longer than that. But if they really tend to not sit long, we can set that visual timer, reinforce that positive behavior and say, I'm so proud of you sitting at the table. Even if they don't behave perfectly the whole time, just still saying that you like seeing them at the table with you and thank you for sitting with you. That is great. Now, I know there were a lot of little pieces in there that can be hard to remember, so make sure that you go to the show notes, get the download for the PDF, print it out. It will become second nature to you very quickly, but when you have these steps in place that you follow, you're going to see better success with getting them to actually stay at the table. That's it for today. I really hope this helps you navigate mealtimes a little bit better. Make sure to leave me a five-star rating and review if you enjoyed today's episode, if you like the tips that I give. I really love reading those reviews, so thank you. 